Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, Wonderfuls. This is an absolute stonker of an episode with comedian Catherine Bohart. You know her from MASH Report and 8 out of 10 Cats. She is the most charming and open soul. This episode had me very, very, very close to tears. Laughter ones, but also real ones. Way more than once. Be warned. (laughs) Before we start, though, thank you, thank you. And thank you again for taking the time to listen to this. Don't forget to do me a solid and tell all your friends, enemies and colleagues about the podcast. Thank you. You can rate, review and subscribe. I would love that. And also, if you wanted to splash some cash all over the podcast, please do. If you have anything to spare, even just from as little as $2 a month, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and swap that wedge for lovely prizes like guest recipes, lots of exclusive content and discount tickets to live shows. Talking of which, the next live show is on the 13th of October at the Manchester Lowry. It's in the afternoon, uh, and if you're anywhere near there, come. My guests are the amazing comedian and Edinburgh Comedy Award Best Show nominee Amy Gledhill, Scottish Poet Laureate who lectures in Manchester, author of The Dust Road, Jackie Kay, and brilliant local playwright and screenwriter who used to be in Chumbawamba, no less, the amazingly named Alice Nutter. What a panel! My stand-up show, Hench, is on tour from February and that's also at 
the Soho Theatre in London in January for three whole weeks. I would love to have you there. Tickets to Hoovering Live and to any of the Hench shows are all on my website or on the podcast notes on Acast uh, on the same page that you'll find this episode on. Right, let's get into this episode. I have a few apologies to start with. They're only small ones. But firstly, sorry that the episode is a little bit short. It's entirely my fault for being too busy. And I mean, I found this such a profoundly brilliant conversation with Catherine that uh, I can promise you I'll be talking to her again, maybe on a live show or maybe we'll just do a part two because we really didn't have long enough. I could have carried on talking to her for half a day. Oh, you'll see why. Apology number two is that there's a bit of faff and noise sound wise at the start of the episode, background shuffling and stuff. But because the episode's so brief, I just wanted to leave in every drop of conversation that we did have time to record. Time for the warnings. We do get deep into some very honest, big, big topics. We're all over OCD, disordered eating and body dysmorphic disorder. And in the room and also listening back to this episode, I did find myself getting very emotional. So you might too. Also, Catherine is so nice about my uh, stand-up show, Hench, that I feel like I need to genuinely promise you I wasn't paying her to say nice things about my show. She's just literally too kind um, and at times is so kind it sounds like she's a plant, (laughs) but she's not. So we're at my house in Catford. I've knocked us up some absolutely disgusting looking vegan gluten-free pancakes, which really did look like shit actually, but luckily they tasted better than they looked. Phew! You live in beautiful um, northwest London. It is pretty nice there. Yeah. It's pretty get. nice. Yeah, no space, but man, that tube is sweet, pronto. Sweet, sweet. And then you get dickheads dragging you out to the sticks anyway. No, I love it. I'm glad to be here. Where's your child? My child is in nursery. I'm very sad. Not that I was ex- oh. excited to see you, but I am largely here. Oh, I'm trying to get a see of him. I'm yeah. sorry. He's no, that's cool. He's, um, I imagine his schedule probably doesn't and shouldn't work around mine. So <laughs> I get that. But we'll I, work on it. Yes. Um, I have... Um, actually, I have a thing at the end. I might, I might be texting you to see if you want to hang out with him for an hour and a half while I do it. I'd love to. Yeah. The answer is always yes. We, we're actually obsessed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I will, I'm very good at taking people up on offers of help with my kid. We for are sure. Happy to do it. And he's and he's been staying with his dad. That's a new thing. I haven't oh. spoken about on the podcast, but yeah, his dad lives in a flat up the road. Oh, does he live near? Yeah, That's... he's got a flat up the road, which is very cool. Really so handy. This week he's been mainly with him, and I took him up to the nursery later today. Oh, have you missed him? Yes, it's horrific. Oh, but, no. But uh, it will get easier and easier. And I, I think, so I always leave him. For, I, I, I'm, I'm always leaving, leaving him around. I'm always leaving him for work. <laughs> um, but I've never... Thank you. Oh, what's that noise? It's a builder. It is. But I've never left him, um, I've never left him for work at someone's house where that's also his house now. And yeah. that, I just didn't expect it to be, but it was actually a bit of a, just a little bit of a, um... Just more emotional than I expected, but that it's makes... all super happy and for the best. Oh my god, this is horrific looking food. That makes total sense, though. Yeah. Like that is definitely an emotional gear shift, right? Where you're like, and this is also because it's not just that it's also his house; it's that he has a house that you're not part of. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I've never been in it, and I kind of have no right to even ask to go in it. Yeah, because uh, it's me that did the breaking up. It yeah. is all for the best, and it will all be happier in the end. But it is just gonna take. Lot of time to get used to very huge changes. Yeah, um, that I makes wrote, total sense. I've written a few things on here. Oh my gosh, great! Does Catherine ever get shortened to anything? Um, my dad calls me Kate. Ah, and that's it. 
That's nice. I quite like that. That's it's quite it. absolute, isn't it? Yeah. I've offered you nothing to drink. Do you just do you want a water or a I'd tea? I'd love a water. A water would be just lovely. Water, no problem. Thank you. Um, but yeah, my dad calls me Kate. I've never been a for a time in my teens. I toyed with the idea that perhaps somebody it would occur to somebody to call me Cat. Um, but then. Nobody ever did in my teens. And then by my 20s, the only people who ever did were men who didn't ask me if I wanted that. Uh, and I was like, absolutely not. No, thank you. So I would just spend my time correcting them. <laughs> thank you for the water. Um, and so, no, I just stayed at Catherine. Perfect. Which is weird because I hate my name. Do you? At least I did for a long time. Did you? I can't believe it's a beautiful name, but I love all the short shortenings of it too. I even love Kathy, like an old. I've got an auntie, Kathy. Oh, that's sweet. And she's amazing. I think I've always thought of it as quite like, um, first of all, it was a very English name. Yeah. But also I didn't think it was as cool as I, as my, I mean, I'm, I'm it's so weird because I'm, I'm such a wasp, right? Like uh, in terms of how I present. So actually Catherine works, but in my inner self, I am like a Cleo. Oh, nice. Or like a poppy. Oh, a poppy. I do not have you down as a poppy. But then I think I've got skewed, in my head, a poppy is extremely posh. Oh, then no, that's fair. I see that. Whereas for me... But do you know, it doesn't make any sense. I've met so many poppies who aren't. I think we're like a rose. I think I just think of like... Like a short... What did you say? Some who are absolute filth. (laughs) You know when you meet someone you're like, oh, absolute muck. Yeah, I think I just wanted like... I wanted... My name to suggest that I could do drugs if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah! You know you what know, I mean? Almost everyone I've ever known and loved called Rachel, we just think filth. Yeah, oh, 100%. All the Rachels, absolute dirtbags. So I have yes. a daughter I'm calling her Rachel. Yes, And please. that's feminism. <laughs> um, on your pancake, <laughs> if you can call it that, it, it's getting... I'm putting it's one on looking, my plate. I'm so yeah. excited. Um, do you want blueberries and maple syrup? Or yes, do you want I do. a lemon? Um, I want the maple syrup option, please. Okay. Thank you very much. And I'm going to just take a finger load yeah, of blueberries. Yeah, get loads of those blueberries. In. The blueberries will be Thank nice, you. even if everything else is I think it's going to be bad. great, you know. Um, I'm optimistic. You go first on the Thank maple you. syrup. Um, so vegan and gluten-free. I yeah, wanted to reassure you straight that. off the bat. Don't be sorry. But not in the way not where not I hate food. Like, I still love food. Yeah. The vegan thing is like, I've been a vegetarian for eight years and the vegan thing is like ugh I guess that's the logical and like more morally consistent position but I don't always succeed at it fine Uh, drunk Catherine not that much not that (laughs) vegan still a vegetarian but not pleased about it yeah Um, and uh, Christmas Catherine no time for this view but I try my best and also in the job that we do often Mm -hmm. you have to eat out of a garage on the side of the road so I'm definitely not going without food to be vegan but I try my best and the gluten free thing is I'm horrified by but I am all of a sudden at the age of 31 allergic to gluten I haven't been up till now Oh no! Yeah, my body was just like, and you're out, and I was like, really? But. That's so shit. But like, I can't tell you how much bread I eat. It's oh, every no. meal. I'm so sad about it. Yeah. Is there any? I guess there are gluten. This like shit gluten free bread, or is there any like? This is really good, by the way. It tastes much better than it looks. Thank it's God. Really good. Um, What's in it? It is um, oat flour, gluten free oat whole grain oat flour, mm-hmm. flaxseed instead of egg, mm-hmm. oat milk. And then baking powder, serving powder, a little bit of cinnamon mm. and a little bit of maple syrup in the mix, actually. Oh, my God. But I think you kind of can't have enough maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is so good. Okay, I will make them again. Thank you so if... much. But 
You know, look like shit. You've got to be prepared if you're going to make these. You can't be trying to... I was thinking, I wonder if you cooked them in one of those, like, cookie molds. That's such a good idea. Yeah, but I only thought of that now, so that's no help. And then you can oh. just flip it in it. We... I know, imagine if I thought of that 20 minutes ago. Oh, we oh, could well. have done that. Oh, well. I like them this way, but <clears throat> they're You're arty. extremely polite. Um, <laughs> they're really good. Um, an allergic to gluten, like an actual celiac or, like, oh, just horrific body response. The latter, which we don't okay. need to get yeah. into. Fine. But not in actually the... Not in like a mm -hmm. poo town. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I just said that <laughs> what we eat pancakes. Or indeed, or indeed ever. I thought it was possibly um, the sweetest, politest <laughs> way it's ever been put on this. But in a... I look like I'm in the second trimester of pregnancy. <laughs> and I, huge. I could not recognise my body. Really? Yeah. I was just like... I've, I guess I've put on weight, but not in a way that I have... Usually I put on weight like... From the knees to the hips first. Right. Very specific part of my leg. Oh, God, that's so interesting. So, like, that the awareness the knee, of the... the and then, it's so weird. It goes knee first. And then, it's, and then, and then I'll get like upper arm and then my tummy will usually be the last... Right. Like, well, tummy and like would usually... And then face. Mm. But um, it God, was just... That's so this, funny. My face... I'm face quick, quick to the face. Whereas it was so singularly outward. Like I was like, maybe I am pregnant. Maybe if you try uh -oh. hard enough with your girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> miracles can happen. Can you, I don't know, maybe, oh my God. Amazing. Maybe. But um, turns out no. Well, also I thought it was like, I was demurely being like, I think I look a bit like first trimester. And then I went to Norway with my best friend who's a nurse. And she yeah. was like, I would say second. And I was like, fuck you. And I'll go to a doctor. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the main thing. Uh, yeah. But now, now it doesn't hurt to eat, which I forgot was a thing that could happen. Oh God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got to be done. So worth it. So exciting. Also, I feel like the revolution is like fully on board if you live in London Agreed. for gluten free, every, everything everywhere. But do I sometimes just want to shove a sandwich in my face? Yeah. Without, look, yes, I do. But it's fine. And then, I don't know. I guess at least when it's not full on celiac disease, mm -hmm. you can occasionally do that and just suffer the consequences. Oh, totally. And let's be clear. Yeah. I absolutely happens. do. Yeah, great. 100%. Right, 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 right. But I try my best. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Do you have things written down that you're going to ask me? Yeah, I wanted to know about. Um, well, we can do. So or I can sack it all off. No, I love it. Do it. Um, I sometimes only write down my end question, but I've been faintly more organised. But only because I don't think I've spoken to anybody on here before who has OCD. But if you're sick of talking about OCD, then no, you can. Well, I, we can easily just Let's skip do that. it. But I would love to know what that has meant historically and now in terms of eating. Mm -hmm. I know that I've read stuff that you've, um, interviews and stuff like that, but. Mm -hmm. So OCD is so much about, um, I mean, it's about fear. Yeah. External fear, like sort of catastrophizing, but a true belief in the extreme fear mm -hmm. occurring if you don't engage in certain behaviours, right? Right. So that's where the obsession and compulsion comes in. So the obsession is the fear and the compulsion is the behaviour that has to sate the fear. And so, right. if that makes in a simplistic, yeah, very yeah, simplistic, yeah, no, a very, I loved it. And there are loads of types of OCD, but uh, the type that I have is perfectionism, which I appreciate. Sounds like a terrible answer to a job interview. I'm like, I'm just so good at everything. <laughs> That's not it. That's not what I mean. It's like an obsession with symmetry, order, perfection. Right. And it often goes quite hand in hand with BDD, body dysmorphic disorder. Oh shit! Okay. Which I would definitely say is true in my case. 
okay. but also um, even before that was like fully acknowledged, I recognized that food was something I needed to control. Like right, 100%. right. hundred percent. Now there is a like part of my mind that is like, to what extent was that OCD? And to what extent was that going to an all girls school for my entire right. education? How, how young were you? Were you went to an all what, school? Uh, five to oh. 17. Was it boarding school then? No, no, no. But, wow. That's yeah. young to go single sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. P.S. Single sex education is so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, we should probably stop doing that immediately, but that's a sidebar. Um, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I don't really, I don't know how we can tally that with our kind of current understanding of feminism and equality. And I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can. Yeah. And I've taught in all boys schools and they are so toxic in, yeah. in ways that I thought were exclusive to all girls schools. Wow. But it's not the case. I've done them um, like, you know sort of talks as part of assemblies and stuff in the mm. mornings in those places but I've always found them terrifying terrifying I chose not are. to go to one at 11 mm. but there was no alternative schooling yeah. in Ireland at the time in where I was living yep that was the only secondary school that I could get into so you had to go to the junior school to go to the secondary do you know what it was like yeah, a yeah, different. yeah. but um yeah, like we had an old, like we had a lunchtime club and it was basically don't eat lunch. So I'm not like, where is that coming from? It's such a mystery. Yeah. Also, I'm a woman in the world. And so yeah. all of those things feed in. But um, what OCD did was provide me like a huge understanding of my capacity for um, self-control and right. like, uh, and um I mean, I, I, yeah, I starved myself mm-hmm. and um, also exercised compulsively. Right. Um, that goes under the radar massively. Hugely. And I think is one of the things that's potentially being um, really accidentally glamorised by the body positivity completely movement of social concur, media. Completely concur. Completely concur. And also just like had an idea as well of like that there, like a real obsession with symmetry in my body. Right. right? So like that was definitely the OCD specific part of it. But right. I think it's, I mean, I, I don't know where you're going to say this without sounding like so sycophantic, but I think there was a moment in your show, your Edinburgh no show. Way. Yes. Where I remembered something that is true of myself that I've never, ever believed of myself, which is that I like to exercise. Yeah. Like, and, and I really, truly had forgotten that. And I'm not even sure I ever even knew that about myself. God. When I just, like, take it out of, like, punishment, and it's always punitive, always has been, always, always has been punitive. When I, like, just go, oh, I actually, when I'm not doing it because I said I would do it three times this week, or and I'm not doing it because I ate all of that stuff that I ate, or because... Or I want to eat that stuff, or I want to look like this in this photo, or I've got this... TV job coming up exactly. or I've got or I'm that disgusting. wedding or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, it's like the first time in ages I've gone for a run after your show and I've only been twice since your show but both times I was like I'm not going to promise myself that I will do this again. Yeah. I'm just going to exercise and I oh, make people cry. I had such a nice <laughs> but I had such but honestly yeah. I had such an emotional reaction to your show because I was like oh I like this. I yeah. actually enjoy I feel when I run, when I'm not thinking you're disgusting, you're fat, yeah. you're you, you, you know, you need to do this every day. Look yeah. how unfit you are. When I'm just running and listening to music so loud that I can't hear my thoughts, and largely I can't hear my thoughts because I haven't run in a while, so I'm mainly <laughs> just anyway. breathing. Yeah, it's like, oh, breathing's hard. <laughs> um, I feel strong. 
yeah. and freely like light like I'm like free in a way that I don't even though like yeah. I know other people hate running so that's obvious that's not your jam yeah, I get yeah, it yeah. like I hate cycling yeah but I feel like as close to flying I think when I run yeah yeah wow and I completely forgot that I just never got to enjoy that side of it yeah because it was always about punishment yeah and that might not last and I'll do my best to make it last but I yeah so what was the uh, what was your question uh, OCD has yeah. definitely fed into an obsession around my body and an obsession around bad foods and good foods yeah and controlling those and things. controlling eating a hundred percent. God damn. And then, so you're... Oh, fuck me. I feel so emotional. Thank you Sorry. so much. But, but no, I really... In a really positive way. Yeah. Um, but I... And, and, my gra- and my gratitude for your openness about it is enormous. Um, I think it's... Um, That's two-way, by the way. That's oh, why your show... But I think there's... Um, I, it took until my... Th- well into my 30s to realise I like I really like exercise I always knew I liked sport but it had to be in the context of exactly that it just I never made the connection that the only other times I was enjoying moving my body were when it was part of a I was probably playing like badminton with three other mates or something where you're having so much fun you don't realise how much exercise you're having but still even after that I think with the conversation I'd have internally and externally with all my female friends of all time ever outside of comedy and outside of the last year or so would be or how fun that we accidentally just burnt so many calories Mm -hmm. that was all it really was relevant and and it was never wasn't that fun do you remember the bit where Liz farted or do you know what I mean it was yeah we we weren't talking about the thing it was all Liz is fictional she's not but um, I don't know why I chose you Liz I'm so sorry I don't think you ever farted it's fine Liz we all do it babe Liz Liz. don't worry I you know we everyone has a yoga class they can't go back to don't worry about it also great news Liz like badminton's very squeaky (laughs) squeaky floor (laughs) oh god But yeah, it was never for the sake of the love of the thing. Mm-mm. And I think once you can take all of the... It, and, and actually, I don't think I've ever... It's ever been put so starkly and clearly on this podcast before that you can't detach eating from movement. Nope. It, because it's, it's exactly the same l- layers of... 
I want to say self-imposed, but by the patriarchy and and sell ourselves and by the way women still treat other women. Um, shame, all the shame, the same shames around eating, absolutely are, are absolutely there in the words in movement that I use when I like my internal when I listen to my internal monologue around food or exercise are the same. They are disgusting. They are big, heavy, yeah. fat. Um, not fat in a neutral sense, like no, fat yeah, in, a, yeah. in a pejorative sense. And they, and they're so ludicrous. And and the thing is, they're both. Um, when I say I, it was important to me not to promise myself to go further one again, it's because yeah. every time I exercise is about like a new me, a new start, a regime <laughs> yeah. of some sort that is now taking place, and it's so. Um, it means that I can only have failed because if I've just gone for a run, then it's only one of the 104 I need to yeah, do by yeah, blood. Yeah. Whereas if I if I was just to be like, I went for a run. Yeah. And I feel happier. It's, a, Imagine it's that. A part of a, I think, again, it's a very sort of a, a very human trait that can be exaggerated by certain types of mental health issues or whatever, mm-hmm. or personality types or whatever, mm-hmm. or upbringings, family surroundings you know types of schooling whatever but it's i think ultimately it comes down to a very human thing that we we uh enjoy anticipation of a thing mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. um but if it's that thing of like living your day for tomorrow living your life for tomorrow and not for today isn't it and it, and we do it in all sorts of things we'll do it i don't know i certainly have been guilty of and regularly fall guilty of it uh, with work as well as with eating Absolutely. stuff where you'll go like well tomorrow i'm gonna mm-hmm. take over the world By which, actually, what I practically mean by that is there'll be uh, 50 things on a to-do list where you know there's only time for five. Yes. So you're only ever (laughs) going to feel like shit. You're never, ever going to feel good. I'm big on lists, by the way. Massive factor of OCD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy, I love a list. (laughs) It's a thing you said in your show as well of, like, um, how... Well, two things stuck with me. Firstly, how... uh, And and I'll come to the second because the thing that struck me most is... um, how we are waiting to be happy, mm-hmm. right? If we can just get access to this specific type of body, then we can be happy. Which, by the way, is obviously nonsense insofar as I've had that body. Yeah. I've done the starving. Yeah. Uh, I had the body and the whole time I thought I was disgusting because yeah. that's how your brain works, especially if you feed it a narrative. It won't be like, oh, that's suddenly resolved. It will be like the very, very best case scenario you can hope for is to get there and be like, I must keep this. Yeah. Um, and by keep this, I mean replace meals with Diet Coke and cigarettes, which yeah. is no fun, um, yeah. as it turns out. But also, since I... Maybe started... just occasionally for one Sunday. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, no, not I'm with not no done. eating. I just mean I like really loads of... Diet Coke and cigarettes as well as dinner. Yes, exactly. I'm yeah. like, but the thing is, I um, I've never been as successful as since I started eating. Yeah. Because because I can think. That's amazing. Because your brain needs food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I always thought the success would come from thinness. Yeah, everybody does. When actually, um, oh, I I literally never ever ever the second I stopped wanting to be an actor and started wanting to be a comedian mm-hmm. I realised I was allowed to have sandwiches again yeah that also does take I mean as much as it's this, it um, would be l- lunacy to say that it doesn't matter what you look like as a comedian compared to as an actor mm-hmm. as certainly a straight actor 
still there's I'm mean, still upstream body standards on female comedians in particular yeah. I think but like it's not the same it's as, not the same no 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 um, but also the uh, other thing that you said to me which I or said to me you, you were speaking to 150 people but I was like Jess is talking to me right now <laughs> was that uh, no matter how intelligent uh, all of your wonderful intelligent articulate friends mm. no matter how many times they hear the, the same narrative that we are giving that yeah. like your body needs food and you are worthy of food yeah. and also that um, life is for living. Yeah. Uh, we cannot hear it. Yeah. And and that was what stuck in my mind so much was like... Well, and I think even when you hear it, I think that's why I feel so emotional about it. And I think why well, there's probably no end in sight for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. all of these conversations is even when you hear it and even when you understand it. Um, and this is, you know, it's not hopeless. It it, it just takes a year. It's going to take years and years mm-hmm. of training because, yeah, it's I I'm still, you know, two steps forwards, two steps back, two steps forwards, one step back, three steps forwards, one step back, four steps forwards. <gasps> oh, two steps back. Yeah, hundred percent. And I I don't I don't imagine there'll be a day where I can't be where nothing can trip me up or n- no other you know some life situation can't wobble you or knock you. And I think that's yeah. But it's not to say that in the in the longer, longer term, you know, I don't know as well. I'm changing so much as I get older. I don't know if you find that. I think I'll give... I've, you whittle down what you give a shit about a little bit. Yes, I think I also... I cut out a lot of things that were incredibly obviously negative. Like, I don't read magazines anymore. Yeah. Um, but... I also have to be wary that, like, I do go on Instagram, which basically yeah. has all of the exact same messaging. Yeah. And so I, like, try to be careful what I follow and who I follow. Yeah. And, um, but I also am slightly more able to say things like, um, like, I used to go out for dinner with my friends and we would discuss the calories at dinner. Yeah. And I'm now able to, if somebody does that, I think I'm at a place where I can go, oh, can we not? Yeah. I had a friend, I've, I've spoken about it on the podcast before and cut it out because I didn't want to upset them, but I had a friend, and they're not doing it anymore, but they had to, probably six months of being on one of those diets where they just have powder and one meal a day. Mm-hmm. And um, they lost a lot of weight and it was all they wanted to talk about and every time I saw them, and every time I saw them, I felt triggered by it and sad mm-hmm. and really, I felt, I wept after every single time I saw them, even if it was just briefly on my way into work as they were on their way out. And I, I, I did have to say at one point to her... Oh, it makes me so sad to talk about this. It just makes me so sad. Um, just you're you're such a brilliant, wonderful grown up, and all your success is hinging on um, thinness. And at one point, tried to show me her tummy, and I was like, "Oh, I can't bear it." And and then at one point, also, she got when I said something, she said, "Why can why can no one just be happy for me? Why won't my sister be happy for me? Why won't my mum? And why won't you be happy for me? And I was like, because those, you've just listed three people who love you so much they couldn't give a fuck what size you are. Exactly. And it's dark to watch a grown, bright woman have this, be in this brief window of self-love because you're thinking, well, what the fuck's going on the rest of the time? Yeah. I <laughs> totally get that. And I have, you've actually just reminded me that I have huge guilt about, um, I, my last job before I, went part-time I just used to teach part-time before but I before that before I started doing comedy properly I worked in an office and in that office I did a very equivalent diet a month of milkshakes and bars no meals just milkshakes and bars and I did that surrounded by a women of an office of women yeah and I can only imagine how that affected everybody. But there's, in most offices full of women, there will be women doing that. But it's so, so toxic and yeah. so contagious and so debilitating for everybody else. And I was 
terrible at my job obviously I was starving so not only was I making everyone feel shit I was adding to their workload so I was like cool can everyone pick up my workload because I won't be able to think P.S. you're all fat okay great have a great day okay don't worry about it Uh, like anyone want to go for a run at lunchtime yeah me neither but I will anyway okay bye like what a dickhead on top of which on top of which I think um the thing that I am struggling I think I've stopped talking badly about my I tried to stop talking badly about my own body in front of other women um what I still do and I keep having to remind myself and you've just reminded me of is I when people have lost weight Mm -hmm. I comment on it every time and what I am saying obviously to them is you look better now Mm -hmm. as if that's true or matters yeah but what I'm really telling myself consistently is that is the goal yeah and you are failing yeah um and I think but your your intentions were kind until you check yourself on it Mm -hmm. your intentions are kind yeah also I you know there are ways my mum when I got back from Edinburgh says you look um uh uh fit fitter <laughs> she hasn't seen my show, but she's got the gist. She, is, she's read everything, and I haven't. But I was like, "Oh, okay, I okay, love okay. So oh, good effort, I love that good so much. effort." So um, but also, fair enough. You know, someone you see, you haven't seen someone for a bunch of time. Their body's changed. We, we, you know, I don't think we have to go down the road where you can't say, "Oh, your body's changed." But it ultimately, there's. We'll ha- we, I guess I, I'm not there yet. How do we find a way to be like? I still are you think- okay? Or yeah. um, have you like what's what you've been up to? What have you been up to? I think it's probably oh. better to be like, how are you? Yeah. And also to be like, I feel like if I I know that I need to compliment people. That's how yes, I'm yes, like I'm a yes. flirtatious personality. I am very uh like I love love and that's how yes, I feed yes. my friends, I think. So I've just changed it to I will tell them like a thing that they've done that impressed me or or I'll be like I'll try to focus on clothes instead of yeah. body. I know yeah. that sounds as shallow. No, no. But to be like, great shirt yeah. isn't like, but if you take it off, everyone will think you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you think like, cool, I can still wash this rather than like, I will die if this changes. Does that make sense? It makes complete um, sense. I'm so aware of the time. I want us um, to have more I know, time. Me too, me too, me too. Oh, um, I have to do a part two. I'm so, I've I'm never so done that before. That. Can we do a part I'd two? I'd love to do a part two. Or would you come and do one of the live ones and that's just all the silly questions. So I feel like we've got all the juice shit yes please we've got part of the ju- or should we just do a part two I'd love to I, I'd love to do both all of those things okay. I hope I haven't been too dour no I, you haven't been too dour I, just, I think uh, what we've had oh it feels like one of the most important ones in so long I, I but you have totally unlocked that on me I've been so much more attuned and aware and uh, trying to be kind to myself since I saw your show and it uh I just I wept for like and my my one of my best friends Georgie was beside me and I didn't realize I was just like silently weeping and she held my hand and, oh. she, and Georgie's lived with me for so free. Like we've lived together yeah. and we've worked together. And I think that she, even when I'm not talking about it, knows that I struggle with it. Yeah. And it was quite a like recognition of like, it was nice to be beside your, one of your women who is like, yeah, no, I see that. And also it's hard. And also she's right. And also you need to go to your show. So get it together. Oh. All in one hand. Which is really lovely. And I'm going to bring my sister and everybody should bring their sister and their mom and maybe their brother to your show, in my opinion. It's just I my opinion. There's people listening to this thinking, if you just, pay, if you just paid a friend... No, truly, I can't tell you enough. I've never liked anything Jess has made before. <laughs> I not like, like it. Thank I didn't, you. I didn't know if I was into it. Like, I was like, oh, okay, it's the last day I better go. But like, <laughs> no, 
you should go because it's good, but I can't vouch for anything else. <laughs> Dang. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible parent. Don't I mean, watch where that. even is her kid? You yeah. know what I mean? Where even is he? Yeah. The worst tattoo you've ever seen comes to life and starts walking around breaking the heart of everyone who sees it. And on top of all that, it really stinks. Global unrest gathers fast. Luckily, the beast agrees to go back to fiction, depersonify, and go back to just being a relatively harmless shame. But only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, go to uh, Dalol in Ethiopia. It's the hottest place on earth. And do uh, 32 hours of CrossFit. It sounds impossible, but you do it! With an incredible physical feat, you have defeated the humanised tattoo. Um, I must be it, so sunburned. You're, I'm a, yeah, you probably... You, you, <laughs> you, well, you've survived it. Wow. Okay, so great news. <laughs> Turns out you're superhuman. <laughs> Amazing. Great, great. Um, uh, and your reward is the adulation of all humanity for all time because they um, obviously aren't going to all be dying of broken hearts and surrounded Incredible. by a stinking walking tattoo. Um, but um, also you get the feast of your dreams. Uh, it's entirely fictional, so it doesn't have to be possible. Uh, it certainly don't give a fuck if it's ethical or healthy. Great. Um, I would love to know if, if in your absolute dreams, um, what would you have to eat, drink, who with and where, if there is a who with and where? My mum makes um, an... A tomato Italian um, beef that mm. effectively is like stewed and falls apart and puts it on homemade tagliatelle because she's the like the best cook in the world. I don't wow. care what you think about your mom. Mine is sorry about it. And um, I wish that I would have eaten it every single day until I went vegetarian, yes. and I regret every day that I can't <laughs> eat it. So that, please, um, uh, alone. It's a very messy thing to eat. Perfect. And. Um, I think for dessert, I would like... Oh, by the way, I don't care about starters. I want to eat so much main that I feel sick. Can okay. I have extra bread with my main yeah, instead of a starter? That's no problem at all. Thank you so much. And some wine. Can yes. I have some wine? Do you have a favourite red wine? Um, I don't know anything about okay. wine, but I like it to be red and delicious. Okay, or perfect. white and delicious. Okay, Thank great. you. Um, <laughs> but no rosé, because... Not ugh, delicious. It's not, and it's a weird colour, and I just like, what have we done? Mix? I don't like it. And... Um, <laughs> No, thank you. It's not for me. And then for dessert, um, okay, I know this is really lame to pick another thing by my mother, but uh, she makes the most incredible sticky toffee pudding with dates and um, a pecan toasted, uh, like a, she toasts them, but with a pecan caramel sauce on the top. Oof. And it's, it's insane. It's wow. insane. Or wow. grill, griddles them or whatever the word is. She would know better. Mm. Uh, and... Um, it's phenomenal and she serves it with so much double cream and I have never <gasps> eaten it ever without guilt and uh, I imagine 32 hours of CrossFit would mean that I had to but also No you'd be I mean that in the light of the hoovering that we've done today I've been like I oh god should. have I accidentally <laughs> have I accidentally couched all of my last questions that it sounds like you deserve the food because you've had no, the no, exercise but I just, think that I I just like, mean that stuff Starving, not in a, I've starved myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did we? I mean, yeah. that state, that like that's I, what excited. I that's what like, I want. Yeah, and also oh, maybe some amazing. broccoli on the side. Oh, I love broccoli. Me too. I'm such a big I'm fan. A it's roasted. so underrated. Yes. Have you had the one in? Um, Ooh, I don't know. A flower fell off. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a one in. Um, we just gotta go. I'll tell you about the broccoli later. But it's basically charred with um, onions and orange. Ooh. And smoked. So good. The fuck? So okay. good. Well, we'll save that for part two. And there okay. will be a part two because this is 
<laughs> been too brief. Thank you so much. Thanks for having show. me. Mmm, delicious. Thank you so, so, so much, Catherine, for your candid, amazing sharing with me and with all of us. Fuck, what an absolute belter. Oof. The sentence she said, which slayed me and slays me still, it's so simple, but um, when she says, I've never been as successful as when I started eating. Oh, hear that. Hear that, please, all of us. Fuck. Okay, follow Catherine on everything. She's Catherine with a C and Bohart is B-O-H-A-R-T on everything. You must, must, must go and see her show Lemon. It's brilliant. It's at the Soho Theatre at 7.15 every evening from the 30th of September to the 5th of October. If you can't make that, she's going on tour shortly afterwards. Look it up, look her up, go and see her. Come and see Hoovering Live in Manchester on the 13th of October and come see my show Hench at the Soho Theatre too. There's about two tickets left for when it's on in October for a few nights, but come in January, it's on for three weeks then. Follow the podcast on social media, it's at the Hoovering Pod. I'm on there, at Jessica Fosterkew for uh, tickets to everything and for updates on what I'm up to and all of my live shows, go to jessicafosterkew.com. That's also where you can find a link to email me if you want to send me a longer message. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.